morning, everyone. Uh, I only have a shadow left. <laughs> yeah, I kept a beer for my daughter, and she said that's too much. So okay. <laughs> All right. And um, as we come to the communion table, let's remember that um, Christ is the one who loved us, the only one who loved us enough to pay with his life. And uh, he's also the one who defeated his enemy and our enemy. He's also the one who has everything as his estate and he's sharing everything with us. So he's the one that we live to please. Okay, so come to the throne of God, the God of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And there is there are two thrones in heaven, right? Father and Son, right? So uh, we come to the throne of grace to thank God for the grace, to repent for where we shot, fall short of the grace, and pray that we'll be led back to walk in grace. So give God a moment of silence. God, our Father, we come to your throne of grace and majesty. We come here to, to praise you for who you are, for your glory, to thank you for what you've done, for your grace. And we also come with confession of our sins, recognizing that uh, after we have been saved by grace, we are not always living according to grace. Sometimes our Thoughts, words, and actions are not graceful, not blessing your name nor the people around us. For those moments of discretion, indiscretions, we come to you confessing and vowing for repentance. We pray that you will lead us to so, so that our change of life will be evident to others, that God is real and God is good. We pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
How many Trinitarian verses do you remember from the Bible? That in one verse, the three persons of God are all mentioned. Genesis 1, 1 through 3, but that's three verses. In the beginning, God the Father, God created heaven and earth. That's the Father, right? And the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit, hovers over the surface of the deep, right? And then God said, that's the Word of God, who is later Jesus Christ, right? So the three persons are all mentioned in the beginning of the Bible, but it's in three verses. In the New Testament, it's not a surprise. You remember the Great Commission? You shall baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? And, uh, and then think in 2 Corinthians, there's another one. But in New Testament, it's not a surprise. How about in the Old Testament? Anywhere in one verse, Isaiah chapter? No, 48. <laughs> Sorry, close. Not so close, though. <laughs> Isaiah 48, um, 16. <laughs> well, you got one letter, right? Okay. <laughs> Isaiah 48, we just mentioned that last w- Friday morning when we were studying Isaiah. And uh, I discovered that I used to think there is only one verse in the Old Testament that is a Trinitarian verse. That's in Zechariah 12:10. But here's another one. We just found it. Okay. So Isaiah 48, uh, let's read from um, 15. I, even I, have spoken. Indeed, I have called him. I have brought him, and uh, he will make his ways um, successful. Come near to me. Listen to this. From the first, I have not spoken in secret. From the time it took place, I was there. And now the Lord God has sent me and his spirit. The Lord God, Father, has sent me the Word and His Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all mentioned in one verse. The other Trinitarian verse in the Old Testament is in Zechariah 12, 10. And it says uh, that at the end time, I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and of supplication, so that they will look on me from um, whom they uh, have pierced. So you see, I will send, that's the Father, the spirit of grace, that's the Holy Spirit, and the one they have pierced is the Son. Okay. So yes, the Trinity is not a New Testament invention. It is a biblical concept. It is there throughout the Bible from the beginning to the end. And there are these, at least you remember, three Old Testament Trinitarian places. Okay? And Isaiah is one of those places. Not surprising, okay? because Isaiah is such a great book and a rich book, well-designed book and deep book. And one of those most malign book <laughs> because it is important. So let's give God uh, a give Christ a remembrance that uh, he was the one who is one of the three persons of the Trinity, the eternal being. And he was one of the creators, one of the three creators of the world. And he entered the world that he created and became part of the creation uh, to live as a man, a sinless man, because he's God, the, the only man that shouldn't have died. But he gave up his life because of 
obedience to the Father and love for us. And what should be our proper response is to remember His sacrifice and also His promise. He not only sacrificed Himself, He also defeated death. He came back to life and He inherited everything that God has created and He promised to share everything with us, the church, which is called His bride. And the only thing that we have is His love. We don't have anything that is make us worthy of Him. But His love has redeemed us, and the Holy Spirit is now sanctifying us and will, at the end, glorifying us, and therefore He is making us worthy of Him. So we have nothing to boast but everything to be grateful, and therefore we ought to be obedient. Learn about Him, to know more about Him, so that we can be more, become more pleasing to Him. In that line of thought, remember, Jesus gave us his body on the cross, and we take this bread in remembrance of his sacrifice. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And when we drink this, remember not only his sacrifice, but also his promise of his future complete redemption in the second coming and the glorification of us for his glory, for Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for coming down from heaven to redeem us and um, to love us, to show us the truth, show us the love, and show us hope. And we pray that we, after having been transformed spiritually by you and then in the soul, in the mind now by the Holy Spirit, we pray that we have faith on the future transformation in the body. And during the process of waiting, we are willingly uh, live, uh, living in righteousness and in holiness and uh, like you, willing to suffer for the sake of righteousness and wait until the time of total freedom from the world, from sin, and then we will celebrate your glory forever and ever. In your name, amen.